Here we go. Get your body back on track fast. Get rid of those unwanted inches. Freeze the fat with Dr. Grant Stevens and his team at Marina Plastic Surgery. Visit freezethefat.com. All right, here we go, John. Uh, one side of the coin, we've got... Uh, uh, okay, one side of the coin, we've got Dodgers. Other side of the coin, we got the Phillies. They are in Philly tonight. Call it in the air. Phillies don't scare me. Give me. I'm going blue. Yep, it's the Dodgers. Go blue. There you have it. Fast track. All right, Mace. Um, let's see. I've got a couple of good... Let's start with this one. The You'll like this one. The okay. World Series of Poker is going on oh, right now in yeah. Las Vegas. Someday I'll win I, that. I've been watching. Uh, the final table will be broadcast tonight and tomorrow night on ESPN. The winner okay. gets 10 million bucks. I think they should do something next year at this tournament, and my guess is you'll be against it. But okay. Here's my proposal. All right? Simple. Greg, you can weigh in on this, too. No sunglasses, no headphones. All right? I want to be able to look into the eyes of a player to see if they're bluffing, and headphones are just rude. Plus, with technology these days, how do you know if those headphones are connected to a computer that might be helping the guy? For $10 bucks, I want no sunglasses, no headphones. What do you think? Absolutely not. Why? Because there's there's a strategy. Everybody's got a style. Everybody's got a Correct. strategy. What you're are you afraid use, of? You're Let's using, go. Me against you. Mano a mano. You're using sunglasses mm-hmm. as a strategy. What, no. You're using headphones as a strategy. Disagree. You don't want to give anything away. I. But no, part of the game is your ability to handle yourself. Can you bluff? Can do your eyes look away? I want to look into the whites of your eyes. Greg, what do you think? For $10 million, I want no sunglasses. No. No headphones. No, I, you're absolutely wrong on this one. It's you. Poker is all about reading people Correct. and their tells Correct. and all those things. Why not make you, it easier be, to read a guy's tells? It's you don't do that way. It's it's how it works. You try and block everything possible. Yeah, you you want to try to. I mean, look, Teddy KGB. <laughs> with the cookie. The, the, That's all it takes. Oreo, fine. The Oreo, the Oreo cookie. cookies are fine. I if want you to pick see, up I your beer your wrong. And I want you to be able to hear me. You can have a tell even though you're wearing sunglasses. Yep. Yeah. I, your, tell, I want it, your tell is then your hands. For $10 million. Greg, put up a poll. Put up a poll. Put up a poll on our friend George Sedano. Are you for against Ireland's uh, poker proposal? No headphones, no sunglasses. I want to see where it comes in. By the way, uh, the Mason and Ireland poker tournament, I got knocked out by a guy who wore sunglasses. You were wearing sunglasses. Briefly. Yeah, Briefly. come on, man. No, I'm in And I beat you, and I had no headphones and I'm no sunglasses. Sometimes you adjust the sunglasses, maybe. That's your tell. Everybody's got to tell. Um, and by the way, this happens all the time. Do you think poker is gambling? Uh, sure. Do you think poker is gambling like blackjack? Uh, of course it is. No, it it poker is more of a game of skill. No, ga- poker is a game of skill. There's skill involved, you're but play- it still not, is a game of chance. You're not playing the house. You're playing the other players at your table. Sure, but you In have the case the- of blackjack, you're playing the house, and the house has got a it's 50, still gambling. 52, or is it 52 or 54? 48 edge. You're gambling on what the turn is going to be, what the river is going to be after the river. You're gambling on all of those things. Right, but you can win with bad cards. Yes. 
So that that to it's me, still gambling doesn't make sense. What I want to know is, what are you two afraid of? What are you hiding behind those sunglasses? What are you afraid of? What am I going to learn if Your you tell. don't have them? Me yeah. looking at my chips. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. want to see it. <laughs> right. Well, too I bad. See it. You're you're <laughs> suggesting that you can't have a tell if you're wearing sunglasses, and I'm saying. Wearing sunglasses, no you can sunglasses, still have a tell. no earphones, you big wussies. Play yeah. straight up. You're all wrong. Fast track. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Uh, all right, so it's been noted all over the place that uh, Rob Gronkowski has really uh, lost a lot of his bulk. Uh, he's sort of like a regular guy now. Okay. Um, and is not like built like the football player he was. But on the red carpet outside the SP Awards, there was a video posted on Twitter uh, that caught him. Telling uh, Ra- telling Drew Brees, I'm coming back uh, with a shot of Captain Obvious photobombing in the background. Do you think Gronk is really retiring, even though he was reportedly suited up playing catch with Tom Brady at a pre-training cap workout session at UCLA the day before? He still has cut all this weight. Is he toying with the fans and media? Is he going to come back? No, I, I don't think. You're listening to KSP in Los Angeles. I don't think Gronk is coming back. And I think one of the the tells to steal a line from the first question is the fact that he's lost weight. Yeah. Every guy I ever uh, I went to college and I lived in a fraternity with a bunch of football players. The minute they stopped playing football, they all come back, came back yeah. to normal size. Hopefully, did right. Yeah. Uh, Gronk is not coming back. I think he's just toying. Yeah. With I think Gronk is absolutely done. Uh, when you look at the way he's built now, after after cutting all that weight, there is no way he's going back to football. And frankly, no reason he needs to. I mean, Gronk is going to have a career, whether it's uh, as a as a movie actor or a uh, WWE star. He's going to be able to do stuff because he's a charismatic and funny guy i think he's got a chance to be uh i think he's got a chance to be the rock if he goes and and learns how to act and works at it i think he could be the rock there's no reason for him to go back and continue to bash his head uh playing football um he's had a great career he's a hall of famer move on fast track uh, all right bergman i'm retweeting your poll is janice gonna uh yes uh retweet it she has okay uh so i'm i'm in favor of no sunglasses no headphones, period. All right? So retweet it, make sure you can get your people behind it. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, let's do this, this one. Okay. Uh, Jody Harrison Bauer yes. is a fitness model in Connecticut. This week, she's in Miami. She's auditioning to be in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Okay. Yep. You with me so far? I am, yes. She's 58. I saw this story, yeah. And Sports Illustrated has never featured a swimsuit model over the age of 50 who's not a celebrity or full-time model. Uh, Jody has a great body and is very attractive. Yes. This story has gone viral, complete with multiple pictures. And now, my thought is it would be obvious ageism if Sports Illustrated didn't put her in the swimsuit issue if you ran the magazine can you come up with a reason not to put her in there 
No, I cannot. Just um, political correctness, like we don't want to be bullied into it. I, I, but she's like, she looks as good as these young women, and the the only issue with her is she's fifty eight. Yeah, I mean, all ages, all sizes, all colors, all shapes. I, I'm completely in favor of her being in the magazine. She's certainly uh, worthy of it. She's a beautiful woman, um, and she wears a swimsuit well. I absolutely am in favor of it. Uh, Greg, can you think of a reason? Let's say you, for whatever reason didn't want to put her in, what's the reason you give to the public? Can you give a reason that, that, that would not reek of ageism? I think they now have to put her in yeah. because this thing went viral. I think you have to at this point. By the way, I can't think of a reason. And it's good for the magazine. Right. Exactly. People are, gonna, people are talking about this. This is exactly at a time when magazines are increasingly irrelevant. I mean, in 10 years, will there be a Sports Illustrated Probably magazine? not. Probably Online. not a hard copy. I mean, they, they need all the press that they can possibly get. I would say, uh, yes, absolutely do it. Uh, it's good for the magazine. Fast track. All right. At a recent fashion show, male models were seen strutting down the catwalk, donning cross-body satchels, top-handle totes, and compact clutches. Okay. Say goodbye to the old man uh, bag and say hello to the Merce. Guys are officially wearing Merces on that red carpet. Uh, including celebrities such as Nick Jonas, they've already hopped on board. Have you ever used a man bag? Would you carry something called a Merce? What would you put in it? And do men really need these? Well, I still, even at my advanced age, carry a backpack just because it's easy. Um, I do too. I wear a backpack. Before I had the backpack, I used uh, what you used to refer to as my gay rolly bag. (laughs) <laughs> Doesn't back- Trudell have one of those? Yes, he Trudell yeah. does have a rolly <laughs> you bag. Gave up your rolly bag. I did. The backpack just became Was it easier. because I shamed you into I it. I think it had something to do with yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and it was also just bulkier. The backpack is easier to you know throw in your car, throw in the air uh, in the overhead. Throw, yes, uh, the backpack was more. Now you're a backpack guy. Yeah. Uh, I got to carry something. I got my computer. Right. I got. I kind of stuff. stole it from Josh Lyman on the West Wing, but uh, but. I can't imagine ever carrying a Merce. Yeah. I can't make that leap. It, when I, I go out, I, I don't need that much. I need my phone and I need... I care, what do you carry money in? Uh, I carry money in a wallet. Okay, I don't even have a wallet. I've got a wallet. I have a money clip, okay, that has money on one side and, and room to carry about 10 credit cards in the other. Right. And then I have my phone. Yeah. That's all I need. I don't need a Merce. I carry... Uh, I, I've got a system. Car keys, right front pocket. Um, uh, earbuds, uh, front left pocket. Smart to have them because you never know when you're going to get stuck. Wallet, in a line. rear right, phone, uh, rear left. That's okay. what I need. Those are the, uh, by the way. Let's you, expand on this for a second. If you would like to pickpocket me, you now know exactly where everything <laughs> right. is. All right. All right. That's why I don't put anything in my back pocket. Right. Moment of honesty. And Jay, you have to answer too. All four of us have to answer. Okay. All right. ESPN LA personality most likely to be seen carrying a Merce. Greg, go. I was waiting for this. Ben Lyons. That's what I think oh, too. Ben <laughs> and, 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 ben, and Ben would say he would he would be mad at you for making fun of him and say, "What do you know about style?" <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. But hundred yeah, percent. I think it's Ben, and and he may he may now that we're having this conversation do it just to spite us. <laughs> I also think Chris Morales. <laughs> Jay, what do you think? No, I think it would be Ben. 
Uh, I like Ben and Chris Morales. And Key, if he's being paid to do it. Yeah, oh, Key would absolutely do it for a... Yeah, if there's an endorsement behind it. Oh, hey, look... If I can get an endorsement, I don't know if you've noticed this. I do several. Yeah. If if it comes down to uh, I'm Steve Mason for the Merce, I'm Steve Mason for the check. Okay. Hey, <laughs> sales department, Mark Mark Cates. God, please get Mason a Merce endorsement. Got to get that cheddar, man. And I want Gotta get the I want cheddar. multiple pictures of Mason Mason posing with the Merce. Like, the other person? With a cup of coffee and a Merce <laughs> on his phone with the Merce. Uh, I'll tell you, the other person, a guy with tremendous style, we were on the, I was on the red carpet with him. Uh, he was wearing like this seersucker uh, vest thing with very fancy, uh, a necklace with a magic stone. Uh, LZ Granderson. You think? Oh, I was going Raj. Uh, I thought Raj could do it too. Raj would also wear one, yeah. Or carry one. Yeah, but no, no way. Not for me. Unless they pay me. <laughs> More Fast Track in two minutes. ESPN LA. All right, rolling on with Fast Track Ireland. It's to you. Fast Track. All right, Serena Williams lost her third straight major final on Saturday, this time at Wimbledon, to Simona Halep in straight sets. Serena is 37, a mom, and is doing things at her age that no tennis player has ever done, especially on the women's side. Yep. But Billie Jean King says she knows why Serena is losing in these finals. Here's what Billie Jean King said. Quote, quite frankly, if I were Serena, I would give up being a celebrity for a year and a half. If she wants to win titles, if she wants to beat records, that's the question. I don't know what she wants. No more Met Galas. Just stop all this insanity because she's trying to be everything. End quote. Williams was asked in her post-match news conference on Saturday whether she should focus exclusively on tennis over being a celebrity or fighting for equality. Serena said, quote, The day I stop fighting for equality and for people that look like you and me will be the day I'm in my grave. Billie Jean later tweeted to clarify her view, saying she supports the work Williams does for equality. But, Here's my question. Is Billie Jean right if Serena wants to win more titles, so she just focus right. on tennis? Well, I don't think that's an outrageous statement. No, I don't either. And by the way, this is I want to go back to the Kardashian curse. It's a lot of work to be a celebrity. There's a whole bunch of other stuff that you've got to worry about, like what you're wearing and where you're going and what red carpet you're going to be on and uh, interviews that you do and who you happen to be dating and who's going to appear with you and all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of work to be a celebrity. So I think Billie Jean is pro- – and I'm not saying – by the way, Billie Jean, who spent a life fighting for uh, equality, I don't think that was Billie Jean's intention was to uh, note that part of, uh, of Serena's work. But, yeah, I think being a celebrity – requires a lot of work and a lot of tending and caring. So I do agree with Billie Jean. I, I, you know, Tom Brady does commercials, but he's known as somebody who's very dedicated to his craft. I almost think it's unfair to call Serena out for this when, like, LeBron does a lot of commercials, but nobody questions LeBron's devotion to his craft. So I think there's a middle ground here, but uh, it's interesting she picked Met Gala. You know that she goes. The Met no Gala more. is the most ridiculous, weird right. thing I can think of. the The clothes and the way people dress up and all that stuff. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. So, I don't know why it's a big deal. My point, my my thought on this is, I I kind of half agree with Billie Jean, and I think Serena can still, 
you know, she's got so many social media platforms and so many opportunities before and after her matches to continue to fight for equality. Um, so I think she could still do that. And I'd like to see her win a few more titles. I find myself, oh, yeah. I find myself rooting for her, even oh, though for her she's an overwhelming favorite. I just think it's a cool story. I mean, she's right. I mean, is she the greatest female? Certainly, she, greatest. Female she's one of major my away from Margaret Court's record of twenty-four majors, but she's been so dominant uh, for so long. That I, who I think the, who's the greatest female athlete of all time. Well, Serena, to, for my money, is definitely the greatest I, female tennis player, and I think she's she's who would be the greatest female athlete of all time. Babe Diedrichsen Zaharias would like go win like Olympic track events and then come win on the women's yeah, golf that's tour. True. That's true. Um, Martina was really good, but I think Serena is probably number one, better, better than too. all. Maybe one of the swimmers, like I, you know. Uh, but there is no real female Michael Phelps, right? Like Janet right. Evans was, or Amanda right. Beard had like their window, but Simone nobody, Miles has her window. Yeah, nobody doing what Serena has done for as long as she's done it. Yeah. Where would you put Cheryl Miller? Um, I I actually would put her behind Lisa Leslie. Yeah. Okay. So behind Lisa Leslie, yeah. I'd put. Lisa so where Leslie. would where would you put Lisa Leslie? Right there. Right there. You know, four Olympic gold medals, scored a hundred points in a game. I mean, yeah, she's as good as 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 any female athlete ever yeah. to play. Fast track. All right. On the evening of July the seventeenth, National Geographic will air. That's this week, right? Yeah, it's two days from now. Two days. Two days from now, they will uh, show a special called "Man versus Shark." featuring marine biologist Jeremiah Sullivan being intentionally bitten by a deadly 14-foot tiger shark in order to test his latest protective gear, a composite suit built to withstand the blow of an axe. Given its saw-shaped teeth so sharp, they can easily mash through a turtle shell and bone, even though Sullivan found himself a little bit nervous uh, and risky with this stunt. During one of the dives... He donned a sleeveless vest, descended into murky water infested, uh, shark infested waters with his crew, and out of nowhere, he was charged by a giant hammerhead, followed by a seven foot bull shark, capped off by a tiger shark. Now, and, and at this point, when he's, these three sharks are at him, his arms are he's, exposed. He's sleeveless. Now, okay. think about this. We're going to see this, uh, and I don't even think I can watch it. Uh, he gets. Uh, bum-rushed by a giant hammerhead, followed by a seven-foot bull shark, and capped off by a tiger shark lying in wait. Now, if you met someone like this guy who really liked this stuff, what would you think of him? That he has a screw loose, but... They're good. like, remember the flying Walendas? They oh, used yeah. to like walk on tightropes between buildings. Absolutely. Evil Knievel, same mentality. God, Evil Knievel was so cool when yeah. I was growing up. It's hard jumps. to it's hard to tell somebody you can't be a daredevil. I wouldn't do it. Right? You you would. I you'd put on of, you'd put on the shark suit for ratings. I kind of. Well, I mean, I've. By sharks. the way, somebody walked up to me yesterday and said, "said Mason should do the taser thing." I go, "I think oh. that cop talked him out of it." Yeah, that no, guy he that definitely called. did. The taser thing is no way I'm. But would do you it. do? Would you do a full shark suit, not sleeveless, but a full shark suit? I think I would. Yeah, that's something that sounds like. But you also, would do. that would be facing my ultimate fear. My ultimate fear is sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, if if I had a chance to face my ultimate sheer, uh, fear, I probably would. Um, wouldn't you want to face your ultimate fear? Whatever that is. What is your ultimate fear? Not sure I want to say. Snakes. Snakes. I hate snakes. So if you 
wouldn't you want to face your ultimate no. fear? Face it down? No. Wearing a Well, although proof- I did. Okay, so one time for a story. Yep. I made a bet with the weatherman. This is when I was a reporter in San Diego. And was it uh, Dave Scott? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Dave Scott. So I, I made a bet with him and uh the uh bet was I had to because he knew I hated snakes. Yep. I had to clean the shark cages at a local reptile store. The snake and, cages. And for a bit, yeah. they had this uh, Vermese python, this Maltese Vermese python, which was like the most deadly snake. And for a bit, I walked into Dave's shot. He was doing a live shot yep. with the python around my neck. Yep. So that was me confronting my biggest fear. But the python was fine. It like didn't freak. But it, it could have killed me on the spot. Like what kind of snake scares you? Uh, like, here's the thing. Like a rattlesnake? Yeah. Like, if I'm walking, uh, you know, it, 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 like, where, where I golf. If you're hiking. I would, okay, I'll, I'll tell you story. So, where I golf is, you know, in, in the woods. Yep. So, if I hit my ball into the woods, which is more than I would like, I always take a club with me. Yeah. Because I'm afraid that a snake's going to jump out at me. You're more afraid of sharks than you are of snakes? Snakes don't bother me. Really? Snakes don't bother me. You like, ever have a pet snake? Uh... Never had a pet snake. I never understood a pet snake. Yeah, I could probably... Like, like a snake is never glad to see you. The snake never is like, oh, yeah, yeah. hey, I'm glad you're home. <laughs> Give me a treat. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I measure everything by dog standards. Uh, but uh, no, snakes do not scare me at all. Okay. Uh, but sharks, I am terrified. I, I, you know, I was a beach kid. Yep. And so the day after me and all my friends saw Jaws, I was, oh. I was like 12 or 13 years old when Jaws came out. Jaws came out like 1975, right? Right around then? Uh, 1974, 75. Yeah, yeah so right I, I was 12 or 13 years old. Yep. And I went with a bunch of my friends to see Jaws. And, you know, the original Jaws opens with a girl swimming on the beach and a shark kills her. Yeah. And so we all made a promise to ourselves because we were beach kids and we'd go to the beach five, six times a week that the next day we would swim out to the buoys, which is where the girl got killed. Oh, the buoys. To get like over any fear ever. that we may have of sharks. And we all did it. My heart was racing, but we, we did it the very next day just to confront what you're talking about. See, I get I get terrified of the ocean. Like when we were in El Salvador, there were stingrays. People, there, there were stingrays in the area. So you're supposed to shuffle your feet. Yeah. Once I heard somebody got stung by a stingray, I was like, I am not going in the ocean. I am not. There was a story this week. Doesn't mean you're getting stung. There was a story this week about um, a jellyfish the size of a human being that somebody ran into in the Gulf of Mexico. Wow. I am like, there is no, the ocean is not meant for us. We're not supposed to be in the ocean. But if you put me in one of those shark proof suits, mm-hmm. I would probably go in the ocean more often. You know what my biggest fear was before snakes? What? Amanda, if we didn't go to break on time. Oh, yeah, God. She was terrifying. <laughs> she would kill us. She was terrifying. Koloa Rum. <laughs> she was terrifying. Fast track. All right, last one for me. I got a game all three of you guys can play. As we've talked about, today is my birthday. Now, I was born in 1963. I have a list of people. All of these people are either, no Googling. Okay. All right. A year older or a year younger than I am. Okay. So I want you guys to tell me, is this person older or younger and it's just one than year. me? Yeah. It's either somebody born in 62 okay. or somebody born in 64. Got it. Okay. Greg, first one, Tom Cruise. Am I older or younger than Tom Cruise? Younger. You think I'm younger, Jay? I'm going to say older. Mace, break the tie. Um... I don't believe he does his own stunts, but I think he is yes, he does. younger. 
Greg Bergman takes the lead. Oh. And Greg uh, Tom Cruise is fifty-seven. He does not do his okay. own stunts. That All is right. a yes, bunch. That is a load of hooey. You're okay, wrong. number two, Jay <laughs> Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe is he older or younger than me? I'll say he's older. Okay, Mace. Ah, uh, he seems older, so I'll say younger. Okay, Greg. He does seem older, so I'm going to stay stick with older. Steve Mason's on the board. Oh. Russell Crowe is younger than I am. By the way, how great is he in that uh, loudest oh. voice show on Showtime? Yeah. He is so friggin' good. Okay, Mace, Jim Carrey. He's either a year older or a year younger than me. Which one? You're older. All right, Greg. Older. Jay. I'll Jim say Carrey. older. You guys are all correct. Jim Carrey is 57. Greg, Ralph Macchio, the karate kid. Is he a year older or a year younger than Ooh, I am? I am going to say he's a year older than you. Okay, Jay. Yeah, I'll say older. All right, Mace. Ralph uh, Macchio. Uh... Cobra Kai is awesome, by the way. I'll say younger. Uh, Mason is incorrect. Macchio is one year older than me, born in 1962. All right, so it's Greg 3, J2, Steve 2. Don Cheadle, my buddy Don Cheadle, Jay. I'll say he's one year younger than you. Okay, Mace. I am going to say he is one year older than you. All right, Greg, break the tie. I'm going to go younger. Uh, Greg and Jay are correct. Don is 55. Terrible at this game. Okay, Demi Moore, Mace. Demi Moore is either a year older or a year younger than me. Year older. Okay, uh, Greg. You would never do that to Demi Moore. Younger. Okay, Jay. I'm going to say a year older. Uh, Jay and Steve are oh. correct. I would do that to Demi Moore. <laughs> All right, so it's very close. Greg four, Jay four, Steve three. Mace, Rob Lowe, is he a year older or a year younger than I am? Rob Lowe, Sam Seaborn from the West Wing. Very close. I I will say he's a year younger. Okay, Greg. I think Robbie Lowe is still younger than I am, so I'm going to say younger. All right, Jay. Yeah, I'm going younger. All too. three of you correct. Rob Lowe, 55. Uh, Matthew, Matthew Broderick, Greg. Ferris Bueller. Older. Okay, uh, Jay. Ferris. Yeah, I'll say he's older, too. Mace. Yeah, I will also say he's older. Yep, all three correct, and there are two left. Okay. Mace, Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens, is he a year older or a year younger than I am? Uh, I'll say he's a year older. Okay, Greg. Younger. Jay. With all the HGH, I'll say he's older. <laughs> he is older, which means as we go to the last one, yep. it's anybody's game. J7, Greg 6, Steve 6, okay. and here it is. Here it is. Who went first that time? Who went first? Well, Jay has to go first. Jay has to go first. Oh, yeah. Jay, you do have to go first. All right, Jay, you ready? Go ahead. Jeff Bezos, CEO of Amazon. Jeff Bezos, or is it Bezos? Bezos. 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 I I would say he's a year older than you. Okay. Uh, Greg? Well, I have to go younger. Okay. Uh, Mace? And I also will go younger. It is a steal for Bergman and Mason. There you go. He is a year younger. Yeah. Corrales, that's twice you've blown it in the night. Yeah, that's, yeah. You're the Pedro oh. Baez of the Mason and Ireland show. <laughs> Whenever you think you've accomplished a lot in your life, just remember... He's younger Jeff than me. Bezos is younger <laughs> than you. That is rough. Boy, our old friend Lauren Sanchez played that well. She was sitting with him at Wimbledon yep. for the final. Just good, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. I hope they're very happy. Together. All right. You got one more? Are we done? 
Uh, I got a game. We'll do it next. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and we got uh, Purgatory coming up at the top of the hour with uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, good. Uh, Mason in Ireland, ESPN LA. Oh, we got a special guest. Hang on a second. John Ireland's birthday. Who is it? You're on ESPN LA. Who is it? Oh, hi. Hey. Happy birthday. Really? The wife. Uh, my. This is my wife. Yes, you, this you, is your wife. Yeah, you interrupted you interrupted an important tennis match to call and wish me a happy birthday? Yep. Uh, wow. What you mean to me, honey. <laughs> now, do you... I would, okay. So, Mace, I was just explaining to Mason how uh, you and I went out Friday night, Saturday night, last night. We're going out tonight. Yeah. We're going out Thursday night. We're going out Friday night. Um, I've decided I can't keep up with you anymore. We're going to be 200 pounds by the end of the day. <laughs> it's it's Lisa, like ridiculous. Lisa, do you think, do you see John slowing down? <laughs> no, okay, but he's not slowing down, but he is cheating on his supposed workouts. He tries to act like he's working out really heavily with the golf, and then I just learned that he takes a cart for most of the golf time. Is he's that like, right? I still, hey, really Mace, I still have to walk from the cart to the ball. I did not realize he was taking a cart. So, Lisa, we're... Right. I didn't either. I, I, I'm contending. Who do you think will win this? I'm contending. We bought a pedometer on Amazon today. Yes. Okay. And I contend that I will take more steps in a four-hour round of golf than she will playing two sets of tennis. Who do you think wins? Oh, that's a good question. I would say the golf. All right. So, we're going to... I would say the golf. I rarely play only two sets of tennis. I play probably three hours of tennis. Okay. So it depends on how that works out. So with my extreme three hours, I think I win. Extreme three hours. <laughs> extreme she three did make hours. a fair point. She's dripping in sweat at the end of one of her matches, and I'm having a cocktail. So right. how, how is the tennis? Fresh as a daisy. How yeah. is the tennis game, Lisa? Well, for my advanced age, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have a cap, definitely, on how good I can get. But very fun and very addictive. I'm always worried you're going to run away with the tennis coach. So am I. There's literally not a chance of that ever happening. But hey, Lisa. I adore them, but no. Lisa, Richard Gallion, who you and I both know. Yeah. Uh, tennis lifetime tennis coach, longtime women's tennis coach at USC until recently. Uh, Richard says golf by a mile. Oh, there's no way that's not. All right, well, we're going to find out. We're actually going to scientific. We bought a pedometer for. What did we pay for it? Nine dollars. I think six dollars on Amazon Prime. Today. Okay. So Mason was asking me just during the break. Lisa, he said, "Hey, should I go on?" Amazon Prime and get deals. I said, "Be careful." Yes. Lisa went on there and landed up. What did you spend? I don't want to say. I think she spent four. She spent four hundred dollars. But when she told me, she she goes, "All right, first thing I you need." I saved four hundred. Yeah, she goes. First thing I went. Oh, oh, it was the other way around. You spent nine hundred and saved four hundred. I thought you saved something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, it's very nice of you to interrupt your tennis tour to call in. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> Have a good day. Love all right. You. Love you. Bye. All right. Love you. All right. Uh, and Richard says, my buddy that's a tennis coach says, mental mileage in golf is much more. Mental mileage. Uh, yeah. Toy Cook just uh, texted and said, uh, it depends if you're hitting the ball straight. 
And I don't. If you're there hitting, it is. If you're hitting the ball, if you're spraying it everywhere. Yeah, everyone who knows me knows more. that I hit it everywhere yeah. but straight. All right, uh, we got a leftover game here from uh, Fast Track. What? Oh, no, forget that. Forget that. Do we have, some, we have something else? Wait a minute. I didn't realize. I, I know he's. I, I, it's back to, it's it, back it, to it, back. It's, it's, it's turned into the birthday show. We are, it's an we extravaganza. Are it is John Ireland's 56th birthday. All right. And uh, John's. Now, do you know who this is? I, I have no idea. Right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. I know who this is. You can tell it's not a singer. No, this is my. <laughs> this, I was talking about you. This is the great Richard Schiff, my friend from the West Wing. Happy birthday, pal. Hey, buddy. That's very nice of you to call. I'm great. How did you, you know, I'm the only one pathetic enough, Richard, that when they led the show today, they, they instead of playing happy birthday, they played the West Wing theme. Hysterical. And I told the story that when you and I became friends when we first met, you at one point looked at me and said, stop asking me about this. You've watched these shows way more than I have. Leave me oh, alone. Oh, my, my God. Not even close. <laughs> you know more about the show than I do. I don't have a good enough memory. <laughs> So, uh, so Richard, describe uh, – you and I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I appreciate that. But describe uh, John Ireland's golf game. Um, the, 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 the first impression and the lasting impression of playing golf with John Ireland is not his golf game, but it's commentary <laughs> on everyone else's co- golf. This is so true. The, the play-by-play, as the ball is in flight – is much more interesting than anything else going on on the golf course that morning. But golf, but John, your game is actually getting great lately, isn't it? Yeah, I've, I've been improving a lot. I, I there there was once a time where I couldn't give you much of a game, but I probably could now. Um, but Richard's right, and I can't really turn it off. So, you do play by play of everything of every, not just my shots, but their shots, and so when they're. I don't even want to go home with that comment <laughs> to, to find out what's happening. You know, even in the kitchen, much less, much less anywhere else in that house. What goes on during the uh, with the play-by-play at your home? Yeah, sad, sad but true. Now we just found out. Apparently, Lisa, John's wife, just found out that he takes a cart every day. We, 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 yeah, we we both normally do. Yeah, but no, Lisa said she had no idea you were taking a cart, that she thought you were actually working out really hard walking the course. Yeah, that was her mistake, because we we don't work out much on the course. We play, it's, it's more for a camaraderie thing. Well, for Richard and I, it's more like when we can find time to get, to get off an airplane and, and get out there, because we both travel like way too much for normal people but uh but uh one of these days i'm going to come out and play even though i have no game whatsoever i i don't golf i would love to just go out there and uh hit the ball around well you're invited you can come play but you will not be uh, the the uh, richard i would say and you can correct me if i'm wrong the fellowship is is fun the golf is average at best did we lose him yeah, sounds like Thanks awesome. uh, that was that was nice of him to yeah. call in. Yeah, I yeah. texted him a little while. Ago. All right, that's cool. Thanks. And by the way, that's the one of the weirdest byproducts of uh, playing golf as much as I do in the morning. I play with Cheadle. I yeah. play with Richard. Sam Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson, plays a lot with us. Who's a great player? Who's Is a really he good? good, really good player? Yeah, the, 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 I kind of it's a. I thank Ben for that. Ben got me in with all those guys. Uh Tommy Lamb just texted. He said, "For OC week, we can play around to golf. When we're doing OC week, I, uh, first told, week of August, yeah, Morales told me Thursday of that week we're doing it. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll right, go yeah. out and play. Okay, I'll go out and play. There we go. That'd be a good time to whack. The we ball have around. a Mason and Ireland team. 
Yes. So my goal would be to use one of Mason's shots each hole. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're in the trees. Oh, a putt. Yeah, totally yeah. fine. I play. I, I can miniature golf with the best What we them. should do is we should play the morning show. Yep. Okay? And and I have to use one of your shots each hole, and Travis has to use one of Keyshawn's. Oh, is Keyshawn bad? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he golfs. Uh, they, yeah, he's they not said when they went to Atlanta, they took him to, like, Top Golf, and he Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. That's Thursday of OC week, which is coming up the first week of August. Right. Right. Okay. When, when we all live in a house together. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Real world OC. Yeah, that that will be interesting. <laughs> that will not be straight edge mace. No, I that will not that. be. I will not get through that straight edge. It was nice of uh, Richard Schiff to call in. He just texted. He said he wants to say uh, that you're a great guy and he appreciates your friendship and he hopes you have a fantastic birthday and that the Lakers shockingly miss the playoffs. <laughs> he is a diehard Knicks fan. to the he, he will not leave them, no matter how bad they get. Wow. Yeah, he's he's going to be a Nick fan, Yankee fan. Another, grew, up, grew up a big New Yorker. One out of two ain't bad. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's play a little game. I had this leftover fast track. Uh, the game is Who Am I? Uh, and all three of you guys can uh, play this. John, uh, okay. Greg, Jay, you can play. Um, here we go. Number one. I am an actress who lost a part in a film for a statement I made comparing director Michael Bay to Hitler. Is John. That, uh, it's not a buzz. Is a buzz it's not a game? Okay. Is it A, Kate Beckinsale, B, Megan Fox, C, Gabrielle Union? John? Have me go last because I know who it is. Okay, Greg. Oh, I think it's Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Jay? Yeah, Megan Fox. Yeah. They're, they're right. It yeah, is Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. She lost the role in uh, Transformers. All right, I'm a Pulitzer Prize-winning author who was a professor at Howard University, published my first book at the age of 39. A, Maya Angelou, B, Joan Didion, C, Toni Morrison. Which one is it? Uh, John, you start this one. Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou. Greg. That's what I was thinking, Maya Angelou. Yeah, Jay. Me too. Yeah, it's Toni Morrison. You guys were all so certain about it, because you are experts on Maya Angelou. Uh, Number three, during a concert, I momentarily stopped performing to whack a guy in the head who was rushing the stage. Was that A, John Mellencamp, B, Keith Richards, C, Axl Rose? Uh, Rose, Jay, you start this. It's Keith Richards. Keith Richards. I think John. it's Axel Rose. Axel Rose. Yeah, I thought it was Axel Rose too. Uh, it is Keith Richards. Did you know that, Jay? Yeah, my dad was a big Rolling Stones fan. There you go. He knew it. Cold. Uh, all right. I'm a former U.S. president who enjoyed skinny dipping in the Potomac River in the early mornings. Am I A. John Quincy Adams, B. George Washington, or C. Teddy Roosevelt? Uh, John, this one starts with you. John Quincy Adams. John Quincy. Uh, George Greg. Washington. George Washington. Jay. I'm saying John Quincy Adams. And John Quincy the Adams summer. is the correct answer. Yes, oh, wow. John Quincy Adams. Number five, I'm a film director living in North Carolina who owns a fire truck and employs 14 full... I'm sorry, Northern California, uh, and employs a uh, 14 full-time firefighters. Director, Northern California, fire truck, 14 full-time firefighters. Is that A, George Lucas, B, Francis Ford Coppola, or C, Clint Eastwood? Greg, it starts with you. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Uh, Jay. It's George Lucas. He's got that big ranch George up Lucas. there. George Lucas. John. 
You said it's in North Carolina? Northern California. Oh, that's George Lucas. George Lucas is the correct answer, yes. Jay is rolling in this game. Yeah, He's, I'll mess it up at the end. You seem to know every <laughs> single answer really How many well. are left? Two more. All right. Uh, I'm an actress who had a hit series in the 90s. I believe that my husband and I were together because we both have scars from where we were abduct- abducted by aliens and implanted with electronic tracking devices. Wow. This is absolutely true. Is it A, Sybil Shepherd, B, Fran Drescher, or T, or, or C, T? Tiffany Amber Thiessen? Uh, John, it starts with you. Who thinks they were abducted by aliens? Sybil Shepherd. Sybil Shepherd. Greg? Sybil Shepherd. Sybil Shepherd. Who, who are the other ones? Sybil Shepherd? Fran Drescher and Tiffany Amber Thiessen. To be different, I'll say Fran Drescher. Jay with five now. Put the uh, Google wow. down, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Really wow. You are good. You're the anti-Curtis. Uh, so only John can catch him. Uh, so the last one. My brief relationship with Madonna ended in 1992 after I flipped through her newly published sex book and realized my own backside <gasps> without ever giving permission. Was that A, Tupac, B, Warren Beatty, or C, Vanilla Ice. Uh, Greg, you might as well go first. Well, I'm way back. I'll just say Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Uh, Jay, you've got to go next. Tupac. Tupac and C, John, and uh, <laughs> finally you, John Ireland. I. Okay, so I'm, Jay's tu- the one I have to beat, he right? He says Tupac. All right, so I'll, I'll go Warren Beatty so I could win. Unfortunately... You were right to go the other way, but it was war- it, it was, was vanilla, vanilla ice. ice. Yeah. Vanilla ice it. appears in the sex book. So there you have it. There is your yeah. Uh, and by the way, I think game. she did hook up with all three of those guys. Uh, she did. Oh, I don't know about Tupac. Did she? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, very yeah. much. So. Matter of oh, fact, right she? now there's an auction going on in New York City with a love letter that uh, Tupac wrote to Madonna that she was trying to keep private, but now it's up for auction, and they say it's going to make like two hundred and fifty grand. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, all right, speaking of auctions, uh, this is uh, for all of you tennis uh, sneaker enthusiasts. Sotheby's giving sneaker enthusiasts a chance to get their hands on the most exclusive and coveted sneakers. John, we, I'm not part of sneaker culture. Yeah, Trudell is. He knows a lot about this. Um, of the sneakers available is the 1972 Nike Waffle Racing Flat moon shoe okay so this is would be one of uh the bill very, bowerman made him with his wife's waffle iron one of the very first shoes the starting bid for this shoe is how much do you think it's one pair of shoes but they're the old nikes oh god shoe shoe people are crazy i'll say 700 grand not quite that crazy. Between a hundred ten and a hundred sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, and you would never wear them. It'd be you would like- never wear them. You'd put them in a case or something, right? You would never wear those shoes. Um, I don't understand the cheapest uh, pair of tickets. By the way, the Air Jordan One retro sneakers at eighteen hundred bucks. But I cannot imagine paying eighteen hundred bucks for a pair of shoes. Well, I, I can't imagine paying three hundred bucks for a pair of shoes. Yeah. So. Do you have a collection of anything? Anything at all? Family collection. Anything. Good question. Uh, We've established sports memorabilia. Does not exist in my house. Yeah. Um, I don't think I do. I No, my grandfather threw me a couple of uh, 
trading cards he bought in mint condition, but you have like a bunch of those. I yeah. only have two. I don't have a collection of anything. Yeah, I've got no. thousands and thousands of trading cards. Is that I've, Would that be the answer for you? It'd yeah. Be baseball Th- cards? Thousands. Greg, do you have a collection of anything? I can't think of anything. I have a lot of baseball cards, but not that many. Um, we don't really collect anything. I would really like somebody to come over and figure out how to categorize my trading cards or something. It takes... There are so many You need a personal cards. intern. I, I need to call Ben <laughs> and get a personal intern to do it for me. But you're right. I should job that out. Yeah. But you can't get somebody you trust or else they'll pocket... You, you may they'll, have a Honus Wagner card in there and he'll pocket it. Steal my Tom Seaver rookie cards, my yeah. Steve Carlton rookie card. Wait a minute. You have Tom Seaver's rookie card? Yeah, I have, I have multiples of it. I thought you had Frank Thomas's rookie card. I have 400 Frank Thomas rookie wow. cards, the Leaf ones. Uh, but no, I've got uh, five Tom Seaver rookie cards. I've got so four Steve Carlton rookie cards. What's your, if you had to guess, what's your plan for all these cards? Just pass them down to somebody or sell them or what? Now I want to sell them. Like soon? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I want to, I want to move them. the I want to move some product. Taking up space. Yeah, they're taking up space. I got a garage full of baseball cards. Uh all right, coming up next for you is Purgatory. Purgatory. Uh Andy Kamenetsky and Freddie Prince Jr. here Mason and Ireland ESPN LA. Hey, what's up? It is uh Purgatory time. And today we've got uh Andy Kamenetsky and Freddie Prince Jr. guys, what's going on? I am Jorge Sedano today, um, since he doesn't feel like coming into work, so it's a pleasure to be here. There you go. I am it, Mr. It, Basketball. It's happy to have you here. Mason was just singing the praises. Has the has the Freddie Prinze uh, Pop Culture Podcast posted yet? Not until next week. You're, okay. you're next the next week, week guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then you, he was saying how, uh, did it, did how good you were. Did a great, great yeah. podcast oh, with thanks, me. Man. Uh, don't get stuck, by the way, in mortgage loan purgatory. Call HMS Capital. They compete to win you the best home loan rates. Call 833-255-5698 or visit HMSCapital.com. You're listening to KSPN Los Angeles. Hey, what's up, Andy? Just uh, taking in the new Lakers. Now, like, Andy, you were, you were, th- were you at the... Yes, I thought I you were, I think you asked a question, did you not? I, I heard you, Yeah, I heard yeah, you on bro. TV. All right, so I, again, I, I led the show with this, but... Uh, Keep in mind that I see the world through purple and gold colored glasses. We hadn't noticed. I'm a shameless Laker apologist, and I work for the team. But having said all that, I was very impressed with how Anthony Davis handled himself. I've been to a lot of those things. Um, I think he found a way to thread a needle between confident and humble at the same time. Um, am I right? Were you impressed in general with how he handled himself? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I didn't expect anything else. I mean, usually these press conferences are pretty friendly towards right but if you go back to like dwight howard didn't make much of an impression well but i think Um, the difference i think the difference with dwight versus anthony davis is anthony davis was more sure i think about wanting to be here and even though davis has not committed beyond this season nor should he there's much more i think confidence now that he's going to be a part of the long-term future even though back then everyone thought the same thing about dwight too so you never know I think there was also a there was a smaller voice on Dwight Howard that really felt he was not ready for it. Kind of wanted the Hollywood a lot more than the basketball, and that kind of turned a lot of people off. Even people who aren't in the industry who just grown up in LA could kind of sense it too. Whereas AD's very relaxed. He was very like you said that line between confident and humble. Like I'm playing all these games. But it wasn't like a slight on people who weren't. It didn't come off well, like that. Well, another so. way to make the point you just made is there's a saying in, in TV news, it's also true in the acting world you grew up in, that um, that you can divide everybody into two categories. The people that want to be in TV and do it for a career, 
in your case, of people that wanted to be in the movies and do it for a career and people that want to be on TV and just mm-hmm. live the life or people that want to be on the screen and just get the perks that's, from that's that. Me. That's me. That, 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 I wasn't going to say it, but I'm glad you admitted it. I think Dwight was guilty of a little bit of the second group yeah. and AD clearly is in the first. Well, I think also it helps Anthony Davis that, you know, obviously there's that idea of LeBron being the biggest star in the game and eventually the franchise would be passed over to Anthony Davis, who would be the focal point because he's the younger guy. But it really hasn't been LeBron's team the way it was Kobe's team. And there was this expectation that Kobe was going to pass the metaphorical torch to Dwight Howard, which I think created you know pressures Which there. now you think about and think, what what were we thinking? Kobe but he was never going to do that. No, that but that's the never, point. Never, ever. Handing that to no, him. No, right. But I think no, that, from his cold, dead hands, that torch <laughs> was coming out. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just because we didn't get to see Kobe and LeBron play together. So since there was no sort of physical passing, we just assume it's not. But with all these new players, it does start to feel like it's going to be a new team. It'll be well-defined who the leader is. It'll be LeBron. It'll be very well defined where everyone's roles are, what they need to do. We're going to be making three pointers this year, yeah. you guys. We're going to be making forty percent of our threes this yes. year. When was the last time the Lakers could say that? Yeah, that's uh, all. We need. Maybe never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, minute, yeah. Man. So it's it's good. It's good things, man. A lot of people have been saying they'd put our roster up against anyone. AD Vogel. I feel the same way, man. Every team is an injury away from sucking. That's every team. The Clippers, too, as deep as they are. If they lose one of their big two, yeah. that team's struggling, period. Well, injuries decided the title this year. Yeah, sure. 100%. I mean, those two Warriors don't get hurt, and Golden State probably wins. Instead, Toronto wins their first ever title. It was that simple. Yeah, I mean, it takes a degree of luck to get through a season and to be healthy when the when the games are at their highest leverage. Andy, you were there on Saturday. What's the like in there? Um, people were excited. Um, they, it was exciting to see Anthony Davis, you know, introduced. Rob Polinka went out of his way to keep saying, like, this guy is going to be a pillar of this franchise. And he used, to, he used the forward. word decade. Yes. Yeah. I mean, which that's ambitious, uh, particularly in today's NBA. Yeah. But, you know, he kept talking about Anthony Davis as a cornerstone of the future. And they, and it was made pretty clear, like, we are going to be treating you as important as we treat LeBron. Like, you know, the idea that, you know, personnel decisions were being run past Anthony Davis the same way they were LeBron last year and I'm sure LeBron this year like they're they're not being subtle about the idea of you are just as important as LeBron. Now, to that, he made sure all y'all knew that. Yeah. He made sure everyone in the press room knew that. Uh, to that point about the, the roster construction, uh, with Rachel Nichols, AD was asked about how uh, how much he communicated with Rob during uh, sort of the, the, the free agent period where they were building a team around him. All the time. It was like every 30, 45 minutes, Rob would be calling no, come me. come on. No, seriously. Rob would call me. AD, what do you think about him? All right, cool. Right, right back. AD, you know, this is what had going on with him. All right, cool. I'm like, all right. I had to tell him, like, Rob, I'm in the movies, you know? Like, he's like, all right, well, call me as soon as you get out. Like, but, you know, that's why we're trying to put the, the best team around us, you know, and um, I think he did a great job of doing that. Stuff like that goes a very long way. And Andy, didn't you guys figure out what the movie well, was and co- somebody said it was downsizing? Yes, but that date. doesn't time out, does it? Well, he he said that he, he was in a hotel room. When oh, he okay. Found, when he yeah, because that's about a 2017 movie. Yeah, when he found out about yeah. the trade, he was just in his hotel room in, in Malibu. And credit to Dave McMenamin, who I believe broke 
what I thought was the most important part of the story. What movie was Anthony what Davis movie was it? watching? I uh, was downsizing. And what's funny, we learned about Anthony Davis. A movie Davis. about a person, a very tall person, being shrunk being down shrunk to very down small. We, uh, Anthony Davis actually ultimately learned about the trade going through on Instagram because uh, Rich Paul kept calling him during the movie and he didn't want to pick up because he got caught up in the movie. And then he was saying, like, Rob Palenka, hey, I'm in the movies. Don't interrupt Anthony Davis during a movie. <laughs> like, he does not like having his movies interrupted. This is something very important we've learned about him. Well, who does? I don't even answer my phone if it rings. If my phone's in my pocket, I have it on vibrate. Oh, I, I just I let see it... people answer uh, their phones in the movies. Oh, I've don't seen that. the worst. Oh, the worst. I, I th- Andy, I even think it's rude to text in, in a movie. Okay. Oh boy. My, my now wife, but then I think she may have just been fiance. Went with my mom to a movie years ago, and this was like the most stressful, humiliating experience she'd ever had. This was a, we were waiting for Brian's firstborn. To come, and like okay. she was at the hospital. So there's a reason to check your. There's phone. a reason to check the phone. Reason to want to pick up. But my mom doesn't know how to like do vibrate. She doesn't know how to do text. She doesn't know how to do anything like that. So this mo- the phone keeps ringing, and every time my mom is like picking up, she's like, "Hello." Oh my <laughs> god, that is. So oh, not but no, cool. it gets worse. She's like, "I'm at the movie," and whatever her friends. Their response clearly isn't okay. I'll call back. It's what movie are you watching? She's like, <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> oh my god! And this kept happening over and over. And finally, someone behind my mom, rightly, is like, "Lady, stop answering your phone." She's like, well, I, I, "Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Just, we have family in the hospital." Then don't and he go, don't go, go to the no, movie. The guy goes, "I don't care." Yeah, that's, <laughs> right. don't that's not care. completely a reasonable my position. Wife, my sure wife was almost having a sweet. I'm sure she's super nice. She is. If it happened one time, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm telling you, I, it would be who could get to her first if it was my group. Really, like, and all those even one, even one time you're bringing immediately. Well, okay, so somebody the, answers their phone. I am all over that. Time. Are you kidding me? So, I'm saying so, something, and I'm getting all those okay. people so, are right. They're all right. Wait a minute, but how weird would this be? You're sitting in a movie theater for whatever reason, like your mom. For whatever reason, you answer your phone, and you turn around. And Freddie Prinze is saying to you, hey, lady, don't yeah. wait a minute. Were you in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> that, well, would be, that would, would be, be the surreal thing. I was thing. at a movie that I was in, yeah. that would be the creepiest part of that. The, uh, when the Anthony Davis trade came down, I was in a movie. I forget which one now. Um, and I have the. There's a 70% chance that if any news breaks, you're in a movie. Yeah. There, I, was, I had my Apple Watch on, right? So it, it gives me a buzz whenever I get a text. And all of a sudden, my phone, my Apple Watch, it doesn't make any light or make any sound, but it starts buzzing. And it's buzzing. And it's buzzing. You even turn I'm the like, light off. You're a good I turn, movie watcher. I turn the light off. I put it on matinee uh, or the, the little uh, screener thing. Uh, and uh, I was like, do I get up and go see what's going on? What's that? I sat there, waited to the very end of the movie. Got up, and uh, when I came out of the movie, uh, I found out we had traded for Anthony Davis. And You're like Anthony Davis. You don't remember the name of the movie. But I, you'll do never now. I do now. I do now. We signed it. It was called uh, Late Night. It starred uh, Mindy Kaling and Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Really, really good movie. Um, if it wouldn't have been a good movie, I probably would have walked out and tried to figure out what was going on. <laughs> I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah. No, I would have. But I, I mean, I told John this story. I was in a movie uh, earlier this year where somebody had their phone, and they were taking video of the Oh, it's movie. the Seinfeld bootleg episode. <laughs> somebody is, somebody <laughs> this is, is a work of art. Absolutely bootlegging that movie. And I went out to the lobby, yeah. and I, I told them, and John, you criticized me for being the guy that went out to being the lobby. Being a rat? 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Good think, for you. No, good for you, man. That's somebody worked really, really hard You're on damn that, right. and and they deserve all the proceeds. And somebody somebody shouldn't be out there stealing what they work so hard on. It takes so many people to make a movie. Um, Freddie, you know that. Yeah, man. If I'm not down with any of that, like none of the. None of the bootleg stuff. I I hate seeing like Bill Burr's material on YouTube yep. having like three million views, and it's not his channel. It's some of those people are even monet. If you don't monetize it, I got no beef with you. You're right. simply sharing something you love. But a lot of them are monetized. I see comics get burned more than anyone on YouTube because of that stuff. I mean, you'll see millions of views, and it has no connection whatsoever to said comic. And it's like, yo, they're out there grinding. Those are their jokes from their pain, from stuff, horrible stuff that happened yep. to them that if they didn't come up with that joke, they probably would have killed someone on the 405 already. And you're making money off that? It's so shady. So that... Any answering of a phone, even the i the i watches. If the light if the, goes up, if a light goes up, I'm the first same guy. Thing. I'm literally I'm out okay. of my seat. I walk yep. right to him. So like, no, you're done. The Greg Greg has the poll results, but first let's find out what Andy and Freddie weigh in on the poll. Here's my proposal: the World Series of Poker final table is tonight on ESPN. Tonight and tomorrow night, I would like to impose a role. They're playing for ten million dollars. So imagine the four of us are part of the final table. I would like to enact a rule. No sunglasses, no headphones. I want to. I want to see your eyes, Andy. I want to see the whites of your eyes. And I, the headphones are just rude. I want. I want a full picture of what I'm dealing with. Yes or no on no headphones and no sunglasses. No. I want the headphones. I want the sunglasses. You're weaponizing those things as a poker player, right? Well, I don't want you to have the ability to use weapons. Freddie, where are you on this? Okay, I heard you guys talking earlier, and I almost wanted to call in. I would have if I wasn't coming in today. Historically. That would go against everything that poker is. Because before sunglasses, it was pulling your cowboy hat nice and low right. so they couldn't see your eyes. So I would have to vote with, with Greg and with Steve and with Andy. But I will say this. I would watch the hell out of a World Series of Poker event that, for that particular event, no headphones, no so sunglasses. So it would but increase interest. And see what you Except can do. Here's the see thing. what you got. There are other tells. Of course there are. There are the way people handle their chips. But there I want to maximize the tell. There's I understand this, it. Though. Okay, Greg, There's where does the poll stand it. and how many people have responded? Oh, it's very it. close, and it's around 500. Okay. It's uh, 5248. Which do you think it goes? I'm going to say it goes no. It goes yes for it. Yeah. Yeah. Ireland's right. 5248 for really? Ireland. I think it would be fun to watch. I do, too. And besides, I, come those, on, those people. glasses that Moneymaker wore, or not Moneymaker, was that guy Greg Raymer wore? I thought that was the corniest. Well, the ones with cheesy, the eyeballs on Yes, it. that was so cheesy. And yeah. I, I seriously stopped watching the World Series of Poker on that because I'm like, man, people are just coming You know what I would do? In, 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 because Mason would show up at the final table with sunglasses. You know oh, what I yeah. would do? I would, yeah. wear, I would wear it, Russell it Westbrook corny. glasses. Glasses with no lenses. <laughs> with no lenses. Just to mock yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't use... And head, headphones with nothing coming out of if them. If I walk into a card room, I don't wear headphones and I don't wear sunglasses. Yeah, so you would do well in, in just a one-off tournament. No headphones, no shades. Guys like Daniel Negreanu, Phil Ivey, like those kind of guys, they would crush something like that because they just come fearless. They just come fearless to the table. But even if you got sunglasses and headphones, There's you still, still have tells. tells. Yes, you sir. still have tells. By the way, I just watched uh, Rounders last week. Yeah, I, I don't care where I pick it up. I don't care 
when it comes on, it's one so of those. I am going to hang on there for that Kitty, uh, Teddy KGB stuff like crazy. It's it's tough to turn that off if you catch it. I've been getting that way. Bohemian Rhapsody just ended up on HBO. And if I catch Bohemian Rhapsody, so I've been playing a lot last yeah, couple of weeks. Been. If I catch the last 20 minutes, the which is the recreation of the Live Aid concert, if you're a fan of that era, watch that. Watch Bohemian Rhapsody and then go on YouTube and watch the actual Live Aid concert. They went to so much effort to duplicate it that when Rami Malek comes out as Freddie Mercury to play the piano, the Pepsi cups on the piano are all in the same place as they were for Freddie wow. Mercury with the same amount of liquid in them. It's stunning how they duplicate. The guy, who, Brian May, the lead guitarist, the actor they found to play him looks exactly yes, like him. Yeah, he does. It's it's it's. And and you know he did that. Hey, oh, and he had the whole crowd come back. It's they. I don't know how they did it, but they absolutely mimicked it perfectly. John Ireland as Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I couldn't pull it off. <laughs> uh, I, well, I, I would need more molars. Yeah, you need a bigger mouth. Uh, more purgatory coming up next. Mason Ireland, Freddie Prince Jr., Andy Kamenetsky, ESPN LA. Mason Ireland, Freddie Prince Jr., Andy Kamenetsky, purgatory. <laughs> You know, The Undertaker wrestled on Sunday at WWE yeah? Extreme Rules. And he's older than both you guys, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Older than Ireland? Uh, 56. That's Ireland. 54. The yeah. Undertaker's got you both. Wow. Undertaker's got you both, for sure. And he wrestled, which hopefully one day the fans will finally like him and they can give some younger talent an opportunity. There you go. Maybe so, one day it'll happen. Andy, I haven't seen you since the Westbrook trade. Do you think Westbrook and Harden together works? I think it can if both of those guys are willing to really change a lot of what they do, who gets the ball? I think they're both going to get the ball a lot. I mean, because remember, like Westbrook can't shoot; he's not a great shooter, but Harden is. Correct. So Harden can play off ball with the, uh, with Westbrook handling it, and those guys running pick and roll could just be a nightmare. And if you spread that floor out, maybe Westbrook can't shoot, but he can drive. Yeah, so I, I think th- I think that's going to be a mess. Oh, it can be. Don't yeah, get me wrong. I think that's going to be. a It mess. could be a train wreck. Yeah, I'm just saying it could. It's one thing to say work. we're friends and we're looking forward to play. It's another thing to actually be on the floor and alter your game. And- it's hard to break habits, man. Yeah. Like, there's an old song lyric: "People don't change; they just get older." Like, there's the little things that that shape us. We can go, okay, I can remember to put the seat down. Sorry, honey. Like, we can, <laughs> you can work those things out. But the things that shape you that you've had success with, the things that brought you all the great things you have, to then be told, hey, this guy does it better. Let him do it. <laughs> like, what? How did you just it, stop? It being is true you? that people do not change. People don't change. They you don't. are who you are. When you give your man twenty tries. At, at staying faithful, well, I think they're both going to have to a little. They're going to have to give a little, or it won't work. It won't work. <laughs> oh, it may very well not work. It I mean, let, not let's not rule out that where possibility. Is, where is Chris Paul when the season starts? <sighs> Miami. You don't think he plays in a game in Oklahoma City? I just I think it's it, such a hard contract to move. I mean, we. But how many different contracts have we said that about? Yeah, it's true. I mean, they, there's no such thing as an untradeable or unsweetenable right contract. Now? What is his number right I think now? He's owed about a hundred. But what's the number for this coming year? Thirty-eight, I think. Oh my gosh! Thirty-eight and forty plus is his last year. Dragic is at twenty-four. That would be one of the contracts. Yeah. That uh, could well, uh, to Andy's point. I would have told you there was no way Daryl could have moved that contract in the first place. There was no way he could have gotten him out of Houston, and he did. I mean, the thing I always say is when 
Rob Plink and Magic Johnson made the decision to move Timothy Mozgov, include D'Angelo Russell as the sweetener. Everyone said that he managed to figure out a way to move an untradeable contract. Mozgov has been traded twice since then. Like, there is no such thing <laughs> right. as an untradeable contract. There just isn't. You, I mean, everyone said Russell Westbrook's contract was untradeable. So you trade two guys who are untradeable for each other. Problem solved. Yeah, the numbers are now staggering. It doesn't uh, Damian Lillard hit 50? I think Doesn't he just signed the, the new max dollars? extension. Well, you know, you know, baseball players have got to be sitting around looking at these NBA contracts. Football going, players, come too? on, man! Or football players don't even have guaranteed contracts. Football players are very vocal about the fact that basketball players haven't. Made oh, as they so speaking be, of which, yeah. have you guys noticed that ever since Le'Veon Bell pulled this thing, where he stayed out for a year, he noticed his workload. That now, all right, so Melvin Gordon on Friday came out yeah. and said, I want a new deal or I'm not coming in. And today there are rumblings that Ezekiel Elliott, who led the league in rushing, is going to do the same thing in Dallas. They so cannot if, take care of Zeke before Dak, not after all this. Uh, well, right, <laughs> right. Here's the thing but about what do you it, do though, if you're the team? Do, the, the running backs are pretty expendable. I think the Todd Gurley thing has chilled the market I do too. on running backs. I mean, the fact that they gave him the big deal, and now he, he had a great start to last year, and then at the end of the year had the knee thing, whatever it is, arthritis or whatever it is. Um, you know, running backs don't have long shelf lives in the in the NFL. And people are looking at that and saying, well, if we're going to invest somewhere, maybe it's not running back. So what you just said is what every running back's agent is basically telling them when they're telling them, hey, you need to hold out. Because they see that writing on the wall, too. They see that, yo, it's not a running back dominant wave right now. That wave is ending. You need to get in there and get all the money you can get and get it now, even if it means sitting out a year. Because even Levy and Bell well, did Freddie, not get Todd Gurley money. Right. And, and and the weird thing is, if you're the team, they, they have diametrically opposed interests now. If you're the oh, yeah. team, it's like, okay, we understand why you're doing it. But we can't pay you. Like I'm looking, I'm looking at these. Okay, so here's who. Here's the top ten rushers in the NFL last year: Ezekiel Elliott one, Saquon Barkley two, David Johnson three, Todd Gurley four. Adrian Peterson is fifth. Yeah. Adrian Peterson is the only guy over thirty on that list. Yeah. If if you want to look at it the way Mason does, these these running backs. That's a, a great point that you made. Give them the one contract for four years, and then once they turn 25, let this them go. Is what, this is what matters when you're talking about these guys and their their ability to hold out. How involved are they in the passing game? Yeah, like it, right. If they are big-time receivers out of the backfield, giving you your offense that type of option, then they matter more. Well, Although, Melvin frankly, Gordon's that's Todd Gurley, too. Yes. Melvin Gordon's averaging over six yards a touch because of... A value but Melvin Gordon as well. matters that's why a it lot. Makes it hard. Yes, but it's a passing league now, guys. So I mean, could catch. like like last year there were like Chris Carson of the Seahawks was ranked in the top ten. I mean, By he the was way, a guy that just picked up for nothing. Get that dude this year; he's going to be a beast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, like Christian McCaffrey, for example, he can catch out of the backfield. That guy, another matters. guy though, that's under twenty five. But he matters though a lot. Like if you're if you're trying to figure out how important a running back is, even in a passing league, it's okay. Do they create a passing option? See, I understand using the franchise tag on a running back because you just don't know why why lock uh, lock up a lot of guaranteed money if you get basically an extra year or two. Uh, when the average NFL running back has about four and a half or five years of really successful runs. Um, I, By the way, I think that McCaffrey is the guy I would take. If I had the first pick in fantasy football this year, I would take Patrick Mahomes because he's so much better than everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> but I would. But most guys in our league never take quarterbacks. If I had the second pick, I'd take McCaffrey. You're not scared he's going to get hurt? I'm not. I mean, he didn't get hurt at Stanford. 
Yeah. And he's been a workhorse well, for them the too, whole time. Well, because he's a passing option, you can run him in space. Like a lot of these right. guys that get hurt are the ones that you have to run up the middle because they're kind of useless in the passing game. Well, the hard thing is Todd Gurley had 17 touchdowns last year. How many is he getting this year? <sighs> 10. 11. Oh, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be happy. If I'm the Rams, I'd be elated. Alvin Kamara would, you know, had 14. I Would yeah, you take Kamara Alvin, before Gurley? I would. I would take Kamara before. Younger, healthier, no word of arthritis. And again, also like involved that. in the passing game. Also involved in the passing game, yeah. Yeah, you used to have to be able to block. Now you have to be able to catch. In five years, as the defenses get spread wider and wider, it'll come back to a ball of dust again, and those guys will start getting paid. And yep. then the defenses will come in, and they'll go passing again, and then all those same running backs it's are going to have to hold out. Yep. All cyclical. Um, what's coming up on the Sedano Show? Um, I believe Om Yongasuk is going to be joining us for an hour and a half, so obviously we'll get into a lot of Lakers, a uh, reaction to Anthony Davis. Uh, J.R. Smith apparently is going to be on the market, the question of whether or not you bring him in. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to what Rob Palinkas said about keeping a roster spot open in case something weird happens. I don't know if that's weird enough. Well, I, he'd be weird. I don't know, but I, <laughs> I was thinking more like you got to keep one open for a guy he's, like Iguodala. He's not who I'd use it on. Yeah. J.R. Smith. I wouldn't either. Um, getting to the question of what the Dodgers should be doing um, as the trade deadline gets closer. There's a uh, beef going on, and I don't mean just food beef. beef. Uh, two uh, huge competitive eaters. Oh, really? Kobayashi and uh, Joey Chestnut. They've got a feud. What's their beef? Oh, my God. We're and uh, that? In honor of Freddie Prince Jr. being here, we're going to have a Murphy Monday. Oh, big Eddie Murphy, Murphy Monday love. question. Yeah, big Eddie Murphy love. All right, so that's all coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Mason and Ireland. Back tomorrow at noon. Sedano show with Freddie and Andy is coming up next. ESPN Alike.